0: Is it doing it? We
1: are recording. And we're gonna
0: have too much coffee. You're going to see the interview everyone is gonna be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think
2: of her. Then
0: we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during
1: my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive.
0: And welcome to Big Diva Energy, the podcast for and about fabulous people being fucking extra lent. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas, and my husband Tom is also here.
1: Big girls need big diamonds. And our
0: subject is... It literally doesn't get you don't get bigger Hollywood royalty from child star to most infamous woman in the world. Our subject was an actress, a humanitarian, a legend as famous for her screenwork. She won two Oscars, two BAFTAs and a BAFTA fellowship as her love life, eight marriages, seven husbands. In this series, we'll be deep diving into the early life of the legendary Elizabeth Taylor.
1: And with us to discuss this Hollywood diamond Is another absolute gem They are a writer, a singer, a performer And a fucking hilarious one at that They grew up in Brighton Before studying English literature at Warwick University And have enjoyed a stint as an artist in residence at the Roundhouse And also as a writer with Soho Young Writers As a songwriter They have supported artists such as cabaret icon Camilo Sullivan And the Tiger Lilies Their stonking half-open mic half-play Elsa Showcase their prodigious talents as a theatre maker Singer and actress to translate into a host of hilarious characters, whilst transporting us into their world with her unique lyrical songwriting. It's the fabulous Isabel Rogers! Yay! I know
2: everyone's like, "Wow, I love that." <laughs> that was Your little next level nice. I know. Do people remain composed? <laughs> that was just amazing. It was so lovely. you like lyrical, what was that? What
0: <laughs> I'll give you a copy to take home yeah, and yeah, frame. I'll just you
2: read know. it on the train. <laughs> <laughs> stunning.
0: As you might be able to tell, dear listener, from the uh, audio quality, we're all in the same room. Oh, IRL. Am I the
2: first one in the yeah. room? First oh one wow one in the room. It's quite iconic. Cool. Yeah, Post it's pandemic. very iconic. Yeah, oh, can sort of see you over the mic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've put as well on a forest of microphones. <laughs> because I'm
2: you, like post-pandemic practising eye contact with people. Yeah. So this is nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we can just see each other's eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I was always really bad at eye contact. I always used to get told off about it. You're really good right now. Am I doing it yeah, all right? Yeah,
2: and you've got nice glasses on. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've got glasses on. Are you going to do a film of, uh, like, ever film this? Oh, yeah, we could do that, actually. Put
1: it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Come YouTube
2: Yeah, yeah. I always, I, well, I don't always, sometimes I watch the podcast. This is oh, really do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I watch podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I quite like seeing, like, facial expressions. Also, some pods, like, reference, like, what someone's just done. Ah. Forgetting they're on the radio. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like to see that happen. That's good. This is irrelevant, so carry
0: <laughs> No, Please not at all. <laughs> it's so yeah. lovely to see you. so nice to see you. So lovely. Oh, dear listener, we, we met as well, and when we were bo- both of us doing our debut fringe shows, mm. we were in the same venue. Yeah.
1: One after the other. One were after you before the other. or after? Can't I remember. think I was
2: after. Yes. Because you'd come off. Lucy was off. before. Yeah, Lucy was before, then you guys, and then you'd come off, and I'd be like, how was it? Actually, you know, these boys were right before me, you're really oh, intense, yeah. Were yeah, they footlights, no, maybe or like Durham? Edinburgh version, yeah. of Durham version of footlights. They would fly a, like a rugby team, like, I mean, in oh terms of like God. level of flying. Jeez. Oh, like, there were like 20 of them on the mile, like, yeah, I got a crowd of 500 today or something. We oh were <laughs> really good at flying. <laughs> I so, know they were before me. Maybe you were, you guys were after. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. then
1: Lucy Farrett was in between. Yeah. 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 Friend of the pod, Lucy Farrett. Big yeah. shout out.
0: Yeah.
2: Ladyface show. I Lady love that. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm promoting t- a show that isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Ladyface? Five, <laughs> five years. Go check that out in the <laughs>
0: assembly room uh, yeah we were in we assembly hall which is a, a lovely
2: venue beautiful venue yeah. yeah I mean not near the others not it near makes the it others. sound central
1: <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's not it's
2: near the station yeah, yeah. If really if so you're coming get, in for the day yeah people come off the train like let's see that show yeah. and then everyone else would be in the center yeah
1: <laughs> it was largely oaps i'm gonna say
2: yeah a lot i got a lot of men expecting a leonard cohen kind of vibe <laughs> yeah sure I, I don't i think i was billed with like a leonard Cohen like tribute show so, yeah. and a Joni mitchell tribute show oh. i get it i have about two kind of singer songwritery vibe
1: songs yeah
2: but otherwise not <laughs>
1: Miss-sold.
2: Yeah, definitely. Miss sold sometimes. When I had, like, my demographic and it was amazing. When I had, like, men and, like, angry wives. They, they, some women, like, seemed to really not like me in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, saying, like, I was, like, swear words. I think it's we're about, not happy. You, do you not swear on this? No, 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 no we well, yeah, You do say yeah. yeah, very much so. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm pure and reliable. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. You're it, better than us. Some people would seem um, perturbed. But otherwise, it was really fun when you had a good crowd.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we had a very elderly crowd as well.
1: <laughs> I think Bassy brought them in.
0: Yeah, I don't know, like, yeah, and we swore a lot and stuff. And uh, I, I, the show was called Seven Crazy Bitches, so I don't know quite, quite what they were expecting. But it was, it was a, it was great crowd for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also,
1: we were always on the two for one, which was down by the station. Yeah, and they just came up the hill. So, although I'm surprised yeah. they made it, yeah, a steep hill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we had a nice time. No, thanks didn't thanks we? for coming, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, thank you, money. What is your
1: demograph? When you um,
2: say- I'd say for Elsa, it was. To be honest, I feel like it can uh, reach like lots of different demographs. Apart from young, yeah, so, um, tots, tots, not the no tots, because <laughs> that was the thing in the first week. Because it's called Elsa. Oh, frozen no. fans. So I had, like, I remember performing my one night stand song and there was, like, four nine-year-olds in the front row. Oh, God! And I was like, courtside of your contemplate this. And I was like, shit. <laughs> You're nine. But older crowd and, and like, 20, 30-somethings, 30-something, some yeah. things And like, all of that mixed together is lovely. Yeah, like, yeah, No shade yeah. on the older crowd. Cause mi- like, all, all lots of women as well mixed together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's really fun. Just below 16 wasn't great. I remember calling up being, like, I need to up the... What's it called? PG. Yeah, oh. but whatever it is, I'm like saying. advisory. Yeah. Advisory yeah, yeah, yeah. to plus fourteen. Oh my god, it went really dark in this room as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like dark memories. There Up it know. to sixteen. There's nine year olds in the show. Yeah. See <laughs> so if we've been
0: filming that, everyone would be able to to yeah, witness to see
2: that. But I described it like you did. Actually, it was very vivid. Um, I think you've just you swear. The medium. Your
1: vocabulary is better, so it's like you have got much more. Yeah. When
2: to... I when I swore though, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that's still bad." <laughs>
1: Without the videos, where they can't see what I can see, which is because I know you've got this fabulous coat on, but you've got it on your shoulders. It's got it's a red fabulous. pocket, and to me, it looks like yeah. you're draped in the British flag.
0: <laughs>
2: nationalist, well. Rogers. I'm a nationalist. Just come
1: here, supporting the troops. UK. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hope they're doing well.
1: <laughs> they're not. Lovely jacket. <laughs> Famously, they're not no. right now.
2: No, this is um, this is a, a gift, not from a, any brand, from a friend. <laughs> I'd love that though. if was, like gifted. Are you not doing any collabs? Not, yeah. <laughs> but shout out. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Calvin Klein.
0: <laughs> um, anywho. Um, <laughs> we would like to ask you some really stupid questions. Would you like to be asked these
2: stupid yeah, questions? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm like shaking from the coffee. Oh. So that'll be really speedy. Amazing. Right, well. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Question one. I will always love you. Who is your all-time favourite diva? Yeah, love this.
2: So, mine are two... I'm like, yeah, prepared for yeah. Mine are two fictional ones. Ooh. Oh. Have you had that before? No, Rogue. You might have had these two though. I don't know, people might mention them. So, have you guys watched Veep? Yes. Yeah. Selena Mayer. I think she's my all-time favourite diva. Oh, wow. By Am- Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Amazing. Is this, like, illegal? Because
1: she's not real. No? No. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I would have accepted Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I know, but then... I, because, because also
1: Elaine from Seinfeld, but also her in everyday life.
2: Well, that's the thing, is it goes into the idea of what is a diva. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know whether I'd classify her as diva, but you have had Tina Fey. Yeah, we have. So I was just like, her vibes. character, yeah, is, as Selena Meyer, is ultimate diva. Yes. She's so fantastic playing her. And she's just so funny and she has to she's a vice president in a man's world and she has to kind of fight against that every single day yeah whilst being like get me a croissant gary like (laughs) just just like i just love her i think she's ultimate diva and my second one have you watched call my agent a bit it's annoying when people say have you watched this i hate i hate it because when i haven't watched it i feel like actual shame (laughs) deep Shame. You're like I'm fine, but no. I do. Um, you, you brought this to us. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, do you feel really bad? Um, I'm gonna take my jacket off because it's making me feel like enclosed.
0: She's no longer proud of being British.
2: No, <laughs> this conversation. Is- this is what it's like. Now I want to be French because I yeah. like call my agent. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's the thing. She makes. She's so chic. Basically, she plays um, an agent, uh-huh. but like top agent at this fre- French actors agency. And she's just incredibly chic. Also, I found it really funny that, like, obviously her clients are meant to be the divas. Yeah. Because, like, actors, actresses. But she is a diva within a kind of more restricted role. Mm. Like, obviously, a- actors get to have more demands. Yes. And, like, yeah. say more demands. But she, um, she's just, like, she, like, has, like, actual breakdowns. She, like, swears at people. She like jumps over fences to go like get a client or talk to a client and like falls in the mud and she's like, Oh mad. but like fuck or whatever <laughs> English and then she just like wipes herself off and just carries on with her job looking amazing. <laughs> she's a lesbian one. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah. fabulous. She's just yeah. so brilliant. And yeah. Camille Cotin, the person who plays her, is just I sort of like I think she's amazing. Yeah, she's So those yeah. two women are my fictional favourite divas. Very strong choices. Mm. <laughs>
0: No, no, I'm, I'm noticing. (laughs)
2: But. No,
0: workplace divas.
2: Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's why, that's what makes them funny. Yeah. Because they have limitations on them. That's the thing, like, she's not, she's not meant to throw tantrums. She's meant to be cool, calm, collected as an agent. Yes, yeah. But, um, she does throw these, like, hissy fits and, like, acts in a way that she's probably not meant to. So that's what makes them funny. Yeah. funny divas. Yeah. Um, is it also as a freelancer you're just like "Ah, what is that world yeah (laughs) I've done a bit of it in an office have you yeah but to the BBC for a bit oh did you I I love I really loved that sometimes I do think maybe I'd quite like that again (laughs) I'm like not finishing my sentences I'm like don't talk about how you want to work at the BBC
1: (laughs) would they let you back or
2: um well the program's over Uh, so no (laughs) (laughs) so I guess not, not to that one and it was like I was like production assistant research. Oh, that's a cool job. Research. It was cool. I had to put Shakespeare quotes. Um no, I had to find Shakespeare quotes that you could put in a script that was that took place in World War One. So the writers um looked at my Shakespeare quotes and then put them into the script so that Radio Four listeners could listen out for the Shakespeare quotes and guess which ones were Shakespeare quotes. Oh, wow. So it'd be like, like there's like a Hamlet one, like, like a green girl or something. Yeah. So you could put that in as like a kind of normal idiom phrase. Yeah. In World War One language. What did, getting,
1: like, did people have to write in and say which ones they were?
2: I think um, people did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's really nice. <laughs> i love that job. Um, it was a really good job, and also just like production assistant. So I like looked after the actors and like went and collected them from the station sometimes. <laughs> if they didn't know where to get. Nice to, to go, go outside. It, it was literally like one minute away, and they'd be like, "I don't know where it is.
1: <laughs> were you in White City, over in the. Um, the I was in one.
2: Birmingham. Oh, oh wow.
1: no yeah. wonder they were confused.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. where yeah. am I, love? No one actor was literally like. Um, really precious like I'm in Birmingham Birmingham
1: is that (laughs) what he said (laughs) (laughs) Birmingham where
2: "Where the hell is this place (laughs) it's like just turn right and you're you're there you'll you'll see it really funny though like really fun job oh now I'm like wistfully looking at those lilies over there like I should return
0: they have lilies they are lilies aren't they they are lilies yeah, yeah. yeah. some of them are a bit dead so yeah. should have really <laughs> refreshed the water for like you your came dreams around. of working at the BBC yeah, yeah. there we go yeah. oh my it's gosh quite a failure. like to like
2: write for the BBC shout out yeah I'd like
0: that too <laughs> we'd all like to write for BBC yeah we're manifesting now that yeah, we would yeah, like yeah. our creative work to be on the BBC yeah, Sponsored. I think that's how it works yeah um, BBC
1: producers are listening uh, three writers right here
2: yeah there we go yeah. there really
1: we go. keen Amiga yeah <laughs>
2: Ain't got much on. Has experience writing down millions of Shakespeare (laughs) coins.
1: Yeah.
0: If you've got any Shakespeare specific work, we are (laughs) the gang for you. My second question Who runs the world? To which diva would you give the
2: nuclear codes and pourquoi? Okay, now I do sound really pretentious, but I'll say it non pretentiously. Um, I was talking to my friend about it yesterday okay virginia Woolf. yeah a she's a diva because she like slags off everyone in her diary yes. like, in a like really funny way she's like that book shit like, <laughs> like they write badly um she described james Joyce. she was like he's like a awkward undergrad scratching his pimples or something like that like she's just like savage she's really diva in that way and she was a massive pacifist Oh yeah! So good. I thought that, that would be a good person to have the nuclear code. Yeah, really good. Very do good. Do I sound like a wanker? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, know I'm like I'm Virginia Woolf <laughs> I'd love her. But actually, she'd be really responsible. Beyonce, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess.
2: I guess. Well, obviously, she's amazing. But I just guess. Um, I just thought that was a really good one. Cause she's a diva of her time. Yeah and i'm like that was a really good answer yeah (laughs) it's a really good answer (laughs) and um yeah actually wrote a whole essay on how feminism could stop war and yeah in a room of one's own it's part of room of one's own Ah. it's called three guineas so like i think part of it went to become room of one's own but three guineas was like that essay on how feminism could could um oh my god the coffee's like regurgitating do you um, need an axiom (laughs) what is that
1: (laughs) indigestion i'll
2: just stop drinking it Um, (laughs) yeah she literally saw like war is obviously a man-made created thing of like controlling Mm. oppressive all like masculine traits and describes how feminism could like counteract that (gasps) Stun- I love it. Stunning.
0: <laughs> it is absolutely stunning. That's a stunning answer. Is it Deaverish? Is that what you're
1: about to say? No, I was going to say okay. it's, it's between the acts. Is that that's a pacifist text, isn't it? That's like her last book, I think. Mm,
2: maybe it's like an
1: amateur dramatic society doing a, putting on a play. I think. Oh, cool. I'm going to cut this. Must
2: read. <laughs> Is that one of the ones
0: where something happens?
1: I think so. Well, uh, did they ever go to that happened. fucking
0: lighthouse? <laughs> I didn't get to the end and find out. They talked about it a lot. It well on things like
1: that. Godo, where is he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, I should have done a Mrs. Dalloway reference about my lilies.
2: Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. where are the hyacinths, isn't it? Then uh, you lilies? know more about it. No, I, don't. <laughs> I actually don't. I just made that up. Hyacinths is T.S. Eliot. You should, like, not put this
0: I just no, We have three um, English degrees around this table. Like, What's I'm just Diazalia?
1: going on the hours. <laughs> this is my only reference point.
0: What, Nicole Kidman in a fake nose? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I gotta yeah. Put in my pockets. Oh, I've got a fake nose on as well as a wig. <laughs> I normally wear a wig, but now I've got a fake nose. Give me no sky. <laughs> <laughs> My third insane question. <laughs> if I could turn back time.
2: Which deeper would you send to which historical situation, and why? Mm, who did I have? Oh yeah, I thought this would be quite cool to see like Madonna <gasps> in the Jazz Age. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. okay. <laughs> like, can't remember why, but I thought <laughs> that was cool because like, like obviously she's like done every kind of genre of music. Yes. What would happen in the Jazz Age? Just as a vibe as well, mm. like kind of like rocking around, speakeasies, little what are they called chignon <laughs> oh yeah what are they called little bob the kind of daisy gatsby bob yeah um it's quite interesting what she did with like vogue in the 80s mm. like kind of taking from the drag ballroom yes what would she do in the jazz age i don't know i just thought that'd be an interesting vibe I yeah. think
1: she's probably thought about that too
2: yeah yeah or britney spears i just thought of that in the moment <laughs> 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 like what would happen to her in the jazz age She'd probably be a lot freer. She probably would,
1: actually. Famously, free time for women. The, <laughs> the
2: but like, under the radar free. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking everyone only existed in speakeasies. i mean like, was having a really nice time. you like, at
1: least she wouldn't have a conservatorship. It's like, everyone's life was a conservatorship. <laughs> All women were in a conservatorship <laughs> at that really point.
2: Fun. <laughs> We've so, just seen Boxy Malone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, can you imagine Madonna Madonna's with a pie gun. Or, yeah, like, Madonna is Tallulah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Dick Tracy?
2: This is what my friend texted me on the phone.
1: Sure, <laughs> <laughs> you have been warned.
2: <laughs> she was like, "He played," but I was obviously reading my Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor book so I was like, "I don't have time to, to know what that is."
1: Time to watch that. Don't worry about is it. It's not that good. It's it? uh, not jazz age, is she,
2: it? She plays um, a character
0: called Breathless, who is oh. um, essentially Tallulah in a. Right. In a, I think it is the but jazz age. But it's the forties,
1: isn't it? Isn't Dick Tracy? Because it's like, anything uh, black
0: and white. I get confused about. <laughs>
1: But like He's like a PI, right, Dick Tracy, so I think yeah. it's probably like forties. It's like Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maltese, it's it's Falcon, like noir, sort
0: of. it's a noir. So is yeah. that that's the forties, isn't it? Forties and fifties. So it's yeah. not quite it's not the Jazz Age. Um I think that'd be great. I think she'd get really, really heavily involved in um Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say illicit booze like right. uh, bootlegging yeah, yeah 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 I think she'd be like this is how I will run I run this
1: town oh she yeah. could um, she would definitely return to that you know she, she went through that brief period where she had a sort of suit and cane and a top hat kind of vibe yes mm. when she, bit, well, imagine her in a big fur coat showing up at, like, in like Boardwalk Empire and rocking up when they get a shipment of booze or something Yeah. and she walks in and it's just fucking Madonna in like a powder blue suit and like, oh, well yes. it's
0: the me against the music video I'm thinking of yeah I was thinking that with her the her and Britney together yeah. Yes. yes in sort of um deconstructed suiting mm. i love that video oh it's so good Hot isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> anyone else really like madonna and britney
0: i think a lot of people rip at them for that
2: video yeah, though i think they do the, because of the like the rolling around bit. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> to shock you yeah We've come up with this revolutionary idea. We're going to
2: girls that kiss. Well, I, d- I did think that was amazing, though. I, what, I was like 15 or something, like or maybe younger. <laughs> I'm just trying to make my, myself really young. <laughs> I was I like was five.
0: Like uh, <laughs> I've seen it on the History Channel, and it looked fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was at that kind of age for us, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
2: Come over here, i got something to show you. <laughs> that's a good Britney. You were saying no, you don't, don't do impressions.
0: Either. I think that's a good Britney. No.
2: Hey, Britney.
0: Good Madonna. You could do this. This is your uh, karaoke song. Did
2: you just shake your head to say stop singing, or you?
1: <laughs> no. I think you were like, don't. <laughs> she said that's a good Madonna. I was warning you off it. <laughs> that's my Polly that's thing. Yeah. Easy. Back up. Back up. Back up. <laughs> I was just trying to warn you with my eyes. <laughs>
0: Look, I've grown and matured in the panny
2: day. Other people can like Madonna Other as well. Be Mido- oh, that's the worst, isn't it? When you're like, but that's my thing. That's
1: my. Yeah. Th- oh
2: no, they're singing. I have that. I'm like, oh no, they're singing. Yeah, that's my thing.
1: <laughs> and now you're in the room. She's got access to your eyes, unlike <laughs> <laughs> unlike most people before her.
0: <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Is that um, whenever you've come up with an idea on your own in your room, you're like, I've got this amazing idea. And Then you take you go outside, you're like, oh, someone else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's zeitgeisty now, is it?
2: But apparently, because uh, I spoke to a lawyer, who's, who's a friend of oh, someone. Oh, Madonna? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, I don't know what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> apparently no one owns an idea. You can own oh. your own work, but nobody owns an idea. Right. <laughs> I'm bringing oh. some paranoia to the podcast. Yeah, right. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't worry. Don't speak about any of your ideas. So seriously. you can speak about an idea, because, I mean, pr- probably try to not do it. Like speak about an yeah idea. yeah it's yeah. like a really specific one, but everyone has ideas, you know
0: yeah oh shit um amazing okay Material Girl what's on your rider
2: oh yeah I'm like, <laughs> this one okay obviously like I requested today black coffee yeah really basic but I just need it to help me function um.
1: Oh. Not too much. No,
2: not too much. Because you get the shakes. I, yeah, get the shakes. Do the. Sh- I've done the show on coffee before, like really, really, really quickly. And um, how this is the thing, like how much budget? Because I was like, coffee. There's no budget. There's no budget. There's no, that's the thing. So I thought maybe um coffee like not that kind of stuff endless endless like sparkling water i heard someone had a masseuse and i yeah i thought that was an amazing idea yeah yeah just yeah. to literally limber up those vocal cords yeah turmeric shots turmeric shots oh yeah
1: shots. i never know The I little pret ones mm, mm, well just some, anything spicy. i just
2: like knocked them back in edinburgh mm. but that's just basic like budget stuff maybe i thought it'd be cool to have a swimming pool yeah <laughs> <Traveling> pool. <laughs> just because uh i loki used to be um a really good swimmer <laughs> i was amazing like genuinely i'm it's something that i'm entirely confident about i'm amazing at swimming
1: oh wow i got ninth in the country like honestly what? like
2: oh wow okay like, uh, yeah ninth in the country when i was like 16 no way yeah so <laughs> it would just get me entirely in the zone for a show what's your yeah. preferred stroke um Butterfly. <gasps> no, probably, she's good. No, probably, yeah. no one ever
1: says butterfly, it's like basically professional. That's yeah. the thing.
2: I mean now it would probably be front Cool, but I knew I'd get a reaction if I said butterfly. <laughs> I always get a reaction when I say butterfly.
1: Butterfly? That's a diva. No one could do it. I tried to do yeah. it the other day.
2: You can if you can't. train. I it's can't. like no, but you could if you trained.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were like me. <laughs> if you were, if you were ones, as good as I am. Yeah.
2: Someone texts me, like, you should be confident in all aspects of your life in the same way you are about swimming. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, like, no, t- like, there's no doubt about it that I'm good at it. Yeah, and yeah. And you can see it as well. Like, if you guys were like, I'm fasting you, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you won't cool. be. But you know how, like, with writing or singing or whatever, yeah. if you meet someone, you've got to, you, it's it's hard to, like, show you're good at it if you're not yeah. doing it. But well, it's also
1: subjective. So someone, mm, even exactly. if you are good at it, someone can say, no, you're not.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. I'm objectively brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ha, ha, it's not fun (laughs) (laughs) Stop laughing. I'm
1: trying to tell you something.
2: (laughs) Uh, um, That's amazing. I think we can organise a pool. Why not? Well, I just thought, I also just read... um, sorry again i'm talking about uh, our author loser it's <laughs> an um, amazing book actually by deborah levy called real estate and she talks about how she'd love a pool um like as part of her house ah. to get her like in the zone before writing mm. and i was like imagine before a show i'd just do that you'd be entirely in your own head and yes Unless I was, like, producing it myself, in which case I'd have to, like, obviously yes. check ticket sales, be a bit was stressed. Edinburgh 2017. Yeah, <laughs> Edinburgh 2017, no way I could get in a quick swim. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, like, pummeling, pummeling coffee. Is yeah. that, like, sexual? Pummeling coffee. I'll be, like, knocking back coffee. Yeah. Checking ticket sales.
1: No time for a coffee. Crying.
2: I guess what we went wrong with our subsequent Edinburgh's cuz we
1: did
0: used to go go for a swim and stuff didn't no, but we? as I said
2: you had That's what we did. <laughs> other, we
1: had each other. Of course did. not we go, go in the first year for that? No. You the didn't. second two years we had we went, we found a place at, is it Nuffield, was it? Yeah. It's mm, a Nuffield Health nice. Centre and they had a big pool, lovely pool. They had a gym, big lovely gym. Lovely. And then they had and it was like 50 quid, was yeah. it, for the whole month. But we were there for the whole month. Went every day. Oh,
2: so it was lovely. we go for
1: a swim, go in the sauna, go in the steam room. Lovely.
2: Gorgeous. I'll do that when I'm like a produced stunner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make sure someone's doing the flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I doing but we always firing. found like an hour in the day to do it, and yeah. also we had to walk there and stuff. So like we were well skinny. Yeah, we were really. Thin. Yeah, I
2: love that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, the second Edinburgh, Edinburgh. When I was like, sorry, should I stop talking about? No, that? no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second Edinburgh, I was like heartbroken, um, but being produced so I was like skinny gorgeous like oh. but like heartbroken in a kind of glamorous way yes nice. <laughs> yeah, very sort of like yeah
0: 40s movie style yeah yeah
2: like I'm in pain but it's fine I get to sing it out oh my god did you take up smoking that summer as well oh, I wish I did yeah but I can't think... for my voice yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> <like> <laughs>
1: A swimmer. <laughs> and a swimmer
2: it's just yeah. not it's not gonna you work with those those yeah
0: exactly incredible okay well this company this leans quite nicely onto it so it's, it's all coming
2: back to me now have you ever been a diva <laughs>
1: mm.
2: <laughs> Wow. um yeah so we were mentioning Edinburgh 2017 I think I was only diva-ish because I'd like produced this show myself and had worked so hard in it and wanted to it, like had this idea in my head of how it should go I think for the first couple of days I was a bit um like I just said a few things to the really nice lighting guys who I became really nice friends with and at the end I remember saying I was a bit of a diva and they were like you are great it's fine now, Aww, <laughs> it's in, the now. <laughs> in the beginning I was just like that's what you want to hear well I just because one of the guys was like um it was his first time doing it so uh. I was like <laughs> I was just a bit worried and I was like sorry I was just a bit worried that it, like the lighting wouldn't work or something during the show that I said something like that right which isn't nice and it never happened again when I was fine so I think it's just happened when I'm a bit nervous yeah if you're not like a rich diva aka Elizabeth Taylor yeah then it probably is more akin to mood yes um yeah. was well, so when I was um the second year I felt like I had lots of like support at the uh, because I did it at the Pleasant second year, I just have had a really fun time, yeah. It was just really lovely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you're on your own, yeah, I just was really worried. And I just remember going to sit with my friends like, I need to like shut the performance down, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like the Royal Festival will... oh. like no, but like the first few performances, yeah, it was a bit eerie. Also, every morning, um, Jamie, uh, Boyfriend makes me coffee. Oh, great! Like you're on Love quite, Island. Th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's quite dewy, yeah, isn't that's it? Great. Does that make me sound horrible?
1: No. Did <laughs> you ask for it, or does he just? I
2: right. No, the coffee thing I think is like fine. I I just can't function without it. But no, the Edinburgh thing. I'm now like, oh, does that made me. Sound no. No, no, no. I just think it. It just made me like a bit nervy. Yeah. So then I was mm. a bit like a bit. Oh my gosh, will this work?
1: It's like an extension of the thing. I think that like divas are kind of doing which is we've talked about it on the podcast before which mm. is like you expect you have to go and do something and so you expect everyone else to be pulling their finger out and doing yeah mm. what what they need to do in order that the whole thing can work but also it's one of those things why a lot of divas that we cover are almost all generally performers because there's something about performing and I think I've probably mentioned it on the pod before but I know we've trotted this one out but um I had a friend a, a, a actor friend who was a bit older than me and he said His one piece of advice that he'd got given by someone when he was younger was uh, always remember you're the cunt that's out there, right? And that was he was basically just saying like, and that is kind of diva because it does produce diva behaviour, yeah. But the thing is, when you have a load of people and you're entertaining and it doesn't work.
0: You look like you a, look
1: like an prize yeah. twat. Yeah, and I think part of that diva behavior, like Mariah Carey, like kicking off about something not being right or whatever. Yeah, is is that when she goes out there, if it goes wrong, she's hard. the one that's going to yeah. look like a yeah. prize twat. Yeah, no yeah. one's going to go, well, oh, Gary from lighting really fucked up there, didn't yeah. they? They'll go, Mariah looks like an absolute idiot. Yeah, that's and it's the thing. same thing. And it is that? And then also, I get that you're, when you're nervous, that gets amplified a bit. Yeah, mm,
2: that's yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, in the second year. I I have this rap bit where they just play it's literally one track that's the only bit on my key lab like one track but I think I don't know what it is in my head I got I just had to go over the rap before (laughs) the show started so that was but that was kind of funny the second year because my producer then Ryan was like she just needs to go over the rap (laughs) (laughs) before the audience come in so I'd go over the rap before the audience came in and one time one of the guys there was a bit like there's not enough time to do the rap she was like she needs to go over the rap she'll be
0: she will be doing
2: the rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and i liked that support for that diva, yes. diva whim because yeah. i needed to know that the cue worked otherwise i'd have just been standing there thinking in your head yeah. all the way through is it gonna work yeah, is it gonna yeah, work? yeah. i don't know so yeah you look like a kind of control freak but then it has to be slick
1: you have to be a control freak yeah in a lot of yeah. circumstances yeah. Especially when you're the only person on stage. Yeah. You have to be a control freak, which is probably why so many divas who go up and do these huge shows, mm. the shares, the Madonnas, you know, the Beyoncés. Like, I don't, like, Beyoncé is a diva in a positive way, mm. but I'm sure she's also a fucking hard ass. Yeah. And like, if, you, if, you, if you're fucking up stuff backstage, she's going to be on you, or someone's going to be on you about it. And it's yeah. not because she's being a dick, it's because she's like, I'm the one that's out there, yeah. I've got to produce the show, people have paid a lot of money to see this, you yeah. need to do your job right. Yeah, because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, yeah. and I'm the only one out there. Yeah, not she's got dancers. And stuff,
2: but... <laughs> Me and all these dancers. Yeah, yeah we're right out all there. on our own.
1: are like I'm trying to do the rap, and these dancers have to dance to it. <laughs> Try,
2: Try I- do the rap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I ha- like for the. I always like to like for the record and say like a lister got a protect re- reputation. <laughs> For my second year, I think I was great because I had I had support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like your
1: producers made all the diva calls for you. So yeah, you but and he was really, and he anyone.
2: was really fun and funny, and so would find things funny. Yeah. whereas before I was on my own. And it, I was just like, well, this is just me in my head talking to myself yeah. or like whining at my friends about it. Well, so if you're working with people, it can become like a funny thing. Yeah, yeah, rather yeah. Rather than like, this is life and death. Yeah.
0: In, yeah, yeah, exactly. In my own head. Because if I fuck up, if this fucks up, I'm the one that goes home on my own, sits there all night being like, oh, so yeah. Edinburgh Edinburgh is laughing at me. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. my fault. And I could have, it could have been a, averted. Yeah, yeah.
2: Always work, always work with people, people.
1: <laughs> always work with people. Always, always work, with people. work with people, people. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> They're the people listening. Yeah. That's I where you've with me, with isn't it? People, so you've people. got someone to blame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah. I love that. And Tom's in the box. Yeah. Well, the last show. The show before. I
1: was in a chair, the one after. You got oh, a graduated. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You moved around in the second, the other one, I remember. Yeah. You, you still you? made it dressed as a cat, though. Yeah, I love that. I in the love third that. one. Yeah.
1: In the third one, it was don't get ahead of yourself. I know you got a chair in the last one, but now you're dressed as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> cat
0: back in the box. It's better than the box. It's better than the box. And the final question,
2: <laughs> arguably the only one that actually means anything,
0: what does the word diva mean to you, the term diva?
2: Yeah, I think we kind of touched on it with like, I think diva obviously used to mean singer, didn't it? Yeah. And then in my head, diva is literally like an Elizabeth Taylor character, lots of money, uh, able to like act to their every whim. And it doesn't matter, like, because mm. they have so much power. Um, but... In my mind, and at a more fringe level, it's usually used more humorously, isn't it? About, yeah. Oh, you're being a bit of a diva. Yeah. Because there's not the same budget that an actual diva has. Yes. So there's two types of diva. There's like satire diva, where it's like you're not a diva unless you're you know a queen Elizabeth Taylor or like Beyonce. Yeah. And then you've got your everyday divas. Yeah. Where you're just being a little bit moody or like you're sexistly called a diva or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it depends what person it's being aimed at. Yeah. I I like that a diva is someone with
0: no consequences.
2: That's really interesting.
0: Yeah. That's a really interesting angle, actually. Mm. To think like either either there literally are no consequences because you are insulated because of your wealth and your power and your status. Yeah. Or that it's something you carry within you. be like, oh, I'm just going to do this because fuck it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well there's a not step on e taylor bit but there was um there's a bit where she's like i realized when i was a strong commodity or i realized when i saw elizabeth taylor as the commodity that she is where she could shout at louis V. Mayer, who yeah was like um being rude to her mom or something yeah 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 and she was like go to hell yeah <laughs> she realized she could be like go to hell without there being any consequences he'd have to exactly her. yeah, yeah. i'm Elizabeth Taylor, and she realized yeah. she almost saw herself as a separate person from her actual self because mm. she was so powerful yeah that is diva mm. that's amazing that's stunning diva i mean that's horrible to shout someone but he was also a dick yeah exactly yeah go to hell shout I love yeah that. imagine me like go to hell <laughs> And it's fine. <laughs> I don't know who I want to say go tell to that much at the moment, but I can imagine I would. There'll be there'll be someone. There's so many times, yeah, yeah, where you might want to do that but you can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, on a on a, on a a fringe level, on an everyday level, just just saying, like, just I don't want to do that yeah, is so yeah. powerful. And we're, and we're so often put in situations where, where we feel like we can't say that. We're like, oh, no, okay, I will end up doing this weird gig that doesn't feel right yeah. and I've not got a microphone, but I'll just shout, you know. It's like, no, I'm not going to do it.
2: Yeah, well, it's being a little bit diva is actually quite good for your work if you're a bit more, like, loose and, like, I don't want to do that or I want to do that, but it's also not sustainable. Yeah. Like tutoring i can't be like a diva like not turn it up yeah exactly <laughs> not feel like it, yeah, yeah i, I would do. love to sometimes yeah. but you can't <laughs> um so yeah diva means i guess an element of freedom yeah a big element of freedom and also someone who's probably entirely self-obsessed <laughs> <laughs> to the extent they see themselves as a separate commodity <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're like elizabeth taylor the commodity i realized was incredibly powerful <laughs> Imagine how said that by myself. <laughs> Isabel Rogers the commodity. It's incredibly powerful. Uh, well, think Isabel Rogers the swimmer, I would say. <laughs> oh, yeah, potentially. right. See, I blanked out. I'm so yeah. sure of it. I'm like, yeah, incredibly diverse for swimming. Hmm. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, because I'm incredibly assured about it. <laughs> there we go. And also, I'll like go swimming and be like, I'll clear that lane. <laughs> I'll intimidate everyone out of it. How oh, amazing. From so from because I'm just so fast. Yeah.
1: But like say if you'd misplaced your goggles, would you throw a fit?
2: No, that's the thing, I wouldn't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you wouldn't wear goggles or because No, i definitely wear goggles. <laughs> I'm now chlorine. like of course I'd wear
2: goggles. <laughs> no, definitely wear goggles. Um no, I'd just go um get myself a pair. It actually makes me really um polite swimming because I'm just re- I'm just really assured about it. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, have you got any goggles? yeah all of the energy is in your talent mm. <laughs> so you can afford to just be like can I, i'm sorry i don't have any goggles do you have any spare yeah does that make sense no yeah, it does yeah
1: if you didn't have any plectrums you'd be like you would never go and well, ask someone I'm, one. that's
2: the thing i'm less um self-assured with guitar
1: so you'd be like i'll oh, just get on with it i'll just try
2: yeah i remember being like oh i don't have a spare guitar <laughs> in edinburgh <laughs> Oh, didn't did you, did you borrow mine I, did, I think oh my god I think I did one yeah thing, I think didn't did. I yeah. I think there was a string problem but I remember before the second run to Ryan I was like I suddenly was like I just realised what if a string breaks on stage I don't have a spare guitar yeah he was like oh you probably should have said that before Oh <laughs> well, we got it. I think also this is real low key fringe diva and just maybe a bit mean my mum once bought me a spare guitar to a gig from Brighton because I freaked out about Aww. not having another guitar <laughs> Awful, like to Camden people's this. Oh, my mom bringing another guitar. <laughs> I was like, thanks, mom it's Obviously, not didn't that need that far. It. No, I mean, I mean she's carrying on the train. It's a different city. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's deepish We're swimming. I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'll just improvise.
1: I'll just close my eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally, but that's just extreme confidence. I've always had yeah. a bit of a thing with guitar where I need a bit. Um, assurance I need a, yeah I'm not like a musician like some people are I always right. use it to support lyrics right 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 yeah I realize are we just like am I just entirely talking about myself too much no <laughs> <laughs> we've invited you on the podcast asked no, you it's about questions Elizabeth about
0: Taylor yourself and talking about guitars. well we will talk about Elizabeth Taylor okay, sorry. <laughs> once you stop talking about guitars
2: and swimming okay <laughs> Well, we will talk about Elizabeth Taylor eventually. <laughs> we will. We'll, we'll have a little break when we get back. We're going to talk about Elizabeth Taylor. Ah! <laughs>
0: Okay, we're back, listeners. Now, um, so we're doing, we've come to this thing, Realization CX, we're doing, we did um, Britney earlier in the year. We're like, right, when we take a diva of the scale with the, with the, where there's this much to say, we have to break it down. So, listener, we are doing Liz Taylor from birth up to Richard Burton, because that will be a future <laughs> series that we'll get into. But trust us, there's a lot, there's a lot to explore before we even get there. Um are we excited? Are we ready to go? I'm psyched. I'm yeah. pumped. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> what was that? It's about well, referring to her notes.
2: <laughs> Just picking up my notes that I don't have. Incredible. Loser. <laughs> ah.
0: So Elizabeth Rosmond Taylor was born right here in London on February the 27th, 1932, to American parents Francis and Sarah Taylor. She was born with dystichiasis, which is a genetic quote-unquote disorder that produces an extra row of eyelashes. (laughs) Sure. And her eye colour was reportedly violet. They're actually really, really dark blue because no one has purple eyes. Violet eyes. Yeah, stunning. (laughs) Her father was an art dealer who had his own gallery in London. Her mother was an actress who'd been successful before marriage under the stage name Sarah Southern. Elizabeth had an older brother, Howard, who was born two years earlier. And the family lived in Hampstead, North London, which was and is full of rich fucks.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> a lot of this information has come from probably the most salacious biography of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor, by David Brett. I'll tell you this, <laughs> which Isabel's read as well. <laughs> which Isabel's read, and can confirm he does not hold back. No, oh. uh, Brett so. takes a very dim view of Sarah Taylor, who he paints at first as first a conniving social climber and then the worst kind of momager monster. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so prior to marriage uh, Brett alleges that Sarah had been involved in a number of queer relationships uh, Frances Taylor also had a number of homosexual relationships most notably with Elizabeth's godfather Tory MP Victor Casale uh, who Brett implies was in a sort of cabaret-esque menage with both of Liz's parents uh, and Liz famously went on to become one of the world's most prominent gay allies so yeah it might be something in her background there potentially yeah.
1: uh, I didn't know any of that
0: yeah yeah, Sarah Southern was involved in like a sort of lesbian theatre group, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah,
2: they, they had, she had a, it was about like lavender marriages and stuff. Yeah. It's very like people, who, some people are allowed in it, some people aren't allowed in it, and they kind mm. of backstab each other for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, and try to outnumber each other. But yeah, Sarah seemed to um, use the sexuality quite a lot mm. to get Liz parts as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was just all quite fluid in terms of, Someone getting stuff out of other people as
0: yeah. Well. I always find it hilarious with like basically any time before our own, like I said how I get confused about black and white films, but like how everything is so prim and proper, like if you look at read an Austin novel and then you're like, but they were shitting behind the drapes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the the 40s and the, the pre-war you imagine it, they are talking like this but they're like yeah. like fucking like rabbits I <laughs> and, know. and d- completely fluid and just like yeah but they, it's not reflected in the art so much Not at
2: all i was literally thinking that because i watched national velvet again um yesterday and it's so like wholesome and lovely and funny and pure and then i was just thinking like how her mum would have like slept with like five producers to get yeah her the role yeah and then you've got like her like cutely like wanting a horse and stuff yeah. it's like do you know what happened back to, behind the scenes Did yeah to make this pure movie happen exactly okay. they were shitting wholesome. behind the drapes yeah <laughs> they shitting and fucking behind the drapes <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. the title of my yeah.
1: autobiography, <laughs> a Holly Morgan story uh, so with the onset of war in 1939 the family returned to the states and moved to LA Los Angeles on the crossing Sarah Elton, why I, did like that? I enjoyed it No, I, I don't like it <laughs> on the crossing Sarah and Elizabeth saw Shirley Temple in The Little Princess and Sarah's evolution from social climber to aspirant to aspirant is that a word an aspirant
0: yeah thank you <laughs> Fine.
1: Yeah. To aspirant Momager for Elizabeth was complete. Louis B. Mayer, uh, formerly of this parish, offered Elizabeth a studio contract, but Sarah wanted her to try to go with Universal for more money. Sarah got more money. Elizabeth was signed by Universal in 1941 for $200 a week, and Sarah was also put on a salary. <laughs> yeah. At the nascent age of 10, Elizabeth starred in her first minor role in Universal's There's One Born Every Minute, not to be confused with a documentary about hospitals. No. However, Universal already had loads of child stars and they had also began to think that Liz didn't really look like a kid anymore. Mm. At ten. <laughs> so they ended up dropping her in 1942 later in life Elizabeth posited that Universal were frightened by her sheer boldness yeah as you would if you were Elizabeth Taylor
0: <laughs> uh, Liz couldn't sing which thwarted Sarah's dreams of reliving her own Broadway glory so Sarah needed to get Elizabeth another studio contract MGM welcomed Elizabeth for Lassie Come Home in 1943 where she took a pay cut in fact she was paid less than the dog but met her lifelong friend Roddy McDowell whom she'd go on to defend tirelessly against the endemic homophobia of Hollywood so yeah yeah, Sarah and Louis B. Mayer, there needs to be some investigation into yeah. that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, he hated her, mm. <laughs> and yet she repeatedly offered herself to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> it- it- I mean, the most powerful man in Hollywood, probably the most powerful, one of the most powerful men in the world, and Sarah set out to become his sort of nemesis.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I that, that's what I thought reading that. They often are like she sometimes like turns down parts and turns down money <laughs> to like just for the hell of it. <laughs> just to fuck
1: with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
2: sometimes I'm like, but no one was against each other at this point. I don't know. They just, he just says it. That guy who David Brett. Yeah, right? um, flippantly like they offered Elizabeth Taylor the part of this and she said no. (laughs) Just because they wanted more money and then they didn't get the money and then they did it anyway. I guess that's just haggling, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, And also like that whole thing of the thing about her not looking like a child anymore, like she had to be this like virginal. Yes kid covered with fluffy animals and stuff yeah her purity and virginity was so important yes yeah and I think Sarah and Louis B. Mayer were kind of in cahoots about that as well definitely all the publicity in the magazines with her like literally looking like yeah she wasn't allowed to even know what the word sex was yeah
0: yeah it's like she was so
2: protected on set even when she went to the loo (sighs) even when she went to the loo yeah she had to be escorted I mean from this guy's yeah (laughs) 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 <laughs> from <laughs> all from the information Brett, so. I have is from, from brat
1: <laughs> and the dog do we think also became a nemesis put down by Sarah presumably yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Lassie went home.
2: It's so funny how we all knew that, that she was paid less than the dog. <laughs> <laughs> but she got to keep the horse in National it Velvet. She did, yeah. But I think she, because she'd like slightly fucked the horse or something. Not literally,
0: <laughs> but like the horse. Sarah.
2: <laughs> but
0: Elizabeth was like, no one else could ride him, so I got to
2: take him home. <laughs> she was like, that was my the best gift I was ever given, the horse in National Velvet. So that's quite cute, considering she was always given diamonds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: Just give me a thank you opponent, I'll be asking. The horse is
2: is my favourite gift. All those
1: men should not have spent as much money. Yeah, exactly. I Shatland. She was
2: pure at heart. Yeah. Pure bred. I don't want to say other stuff in case it's in the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well.
1: (laughs) Well, well, well. Uh, Liz is in only four scenes in Lassie, but it guaranteed that she stayed on the roster with MGM with Louis B. Mayer, putting her under contract for seven years. Wow. For her next film, she was loaned out to 20th Century Fox for Jane Eyre as Helen. Helen. Don't know why my voice broke in them. Helen. I get very upset when I think about Helen. <laughs> it's <pretty laughs> tragic. The little girl who dies from TB at the beginning. However, Elizabeth was uncredited in the film. Oh my God. Mm. Surely that means well, these days, I mean, you wouldn't get paid, wouldn't it? Yeah, she got paid, but they just... She got paid with the new that creditor, it. fair enough. Uh, Sarah royally kicked off about this, but it only served to get her in trouble with MGM, as huge, who put her on a warning. <laughs> oh, I love it, I love the warning. Not <laughs> a final warning. She is not a particularly convincing dying orphan, to be honest. She looks like the radiantly beautiful... Uh, that's Elizabeth, by the way, not, um, not Sarah. okay. Uh, she looks radiantly beautiful, healthy, Elizabeth Taylor, but with a bit of a cough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at uh, age 12 in 1943 she gets her first proper break in national velvet in which she plays a british teen who disguises herself as a boy in order to compete in the grand national she got the part because she could ride she had a pony in hampstead remember uh, and due to her dad's connections and sarah's machinations <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> but she still had to enter into an incredibly rigorous training schedule and even wait several months until she'd grown a bit as the studio believed she was too small, oh, too, uh, small too, too small sexy. not yeah yeah, too yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> During rehearsal, she sustained a back injury from being thrown, and which was never looked at, so she suffered from chronic back pain for the rest of her life. By the horse, uh, yeah. presumably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not Sarah.
1: <laughs> Been thrown <laughs> across the room.
0: Yeah. So what does this film mean to you as well? You, you love it. You love National Velvet. <laughs> How
2: many times have I mentioned National Velvet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's why I chose her, because I remember yeah. watching when I was little and just thinking it was amazing. Yeah. And I'd like to do the stuff that she did with... Um, you know, she puts the like string on her feet and pretends to ride the horse. Yeah, and I'd like yeah. pretend to be her. Um, but I'm like severely allergic to horses. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that dream never quite came to oh. the front. Oh no! Um, no but we, me and my mum watched it last night. It's actually like really funny, like really yeah. dry. Um, and just kind of amazing that this little girl won the Grand National yeah. Yeah, disguised as a boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> a yeah. true story. Apparently, yeah. I meant to look that up, actually, before. No, I've not a story, that up but I think the it idea. actually is. Um, yeah, do look Google. Yeah, why not? <laughs> is National Velvet true? Yes, National Velvet, a it documentary.
0: It's just, it's so clear, her star power as well, isn't it? Mm. She, I mean, she's, uh, it is annoying. We spoke about this, actually, on text a bit, but, like, because she's so beautiful, yes. it's a really true story. Yeah.
1: Hang on. The story that, is it my or me? Played by Mickey Rooney. Bye. My Tells to Donald <laughs> Brown, played <laughs> Me by Jackie also. Butch Jenkins, about a shipwrecked horse, is based on a true story about a New Zealand bred that so it's the story about the horse that he tells not the actual, not the actual film.
2: okay sure. that's really funny in the film he tells that to her little brother but
1: that's true that's based on a kiwi horse
2: yeah but the little brother's like and did he die this horse on an island that maya tells and he's like no he didn't die He survived, and the little brothers so like weirdly wants attention i think because of national Vel- yeah. velvet going off to the grand national he's like he did die he died and i was there on that island and i saw it happen
1: <laughs> he starts like crying Aww. he's like i
2: was there he died about this horse he didn't know cute that's side note movie
1: have you seen the sequel oh 1978? yeah I,
2: ha- I have actually international velvet yeah i think it's just like you watch those movies at a time when you yourself are like forming yeah <laughs> and you don't know what you're like so obviously i was like a competitive swimmer and she was a competitive horse rider I so used I'm... to swim yeah i used to swim <laughs> actually so many people do that to me so it shows how intensely i do talk about it oh I used to swim because <laughs> i like black out when i talk about it <laughs> Just like my genius of swimming comes out and like, yeah, yeah, you can swim. And <laughs> um, so I really related to her like competitive yeah. need Ooh. to get to the Grand National as I was aiming for the Nationals, Ooh. National Swimming Championships. Um, but yeah, I have watched the sequel and that's when she's older and her niece is competing in it as a horse rider, <laughs> but it's not with Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. But again, there's like romance yeah, and stuff, that. like... I love that. I always wanted Romance and Swimming but there weren't really many boys.
1: <laughs> Were there any really good swimming films? Um, um, Splash. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Beaches. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, Sunset it? Boulevard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, wait, Mer- do you know Mermaids? The little girl in that. I loved her. Oh, Christina Ricci. Yeah. yeah. She was a swimmer. Yeah. That was a hard relate.
1: There was like an, a 2000s like horror film like slasher film based on a swimming pool wasn't there? Was there? Why do I think that?
2: Is it interesting material? Should I write that? Swimming things? Yes. You're underwater a lot. Like, so if I did it literally, there wouldn't be much dialogue. <laughs> Just swimming.
0: No, I think you should do swimming content for okay. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: moving on. Moving on. What was that called? What? It was like a serial killer. It's like a high school swimming serial killer film. A bit like, you know, I know what I did last summer etc all those sorts of things Yeah. Scream, but it was set in a pool they were all like they are the all called like team. final destinations it's probably it's like, like bit...
0: the last drop or something isn't it <sighs> I don't know. yeah something like that yeah
2: we'll I that. don't know Anyway. Okay. Anyway, have I, I have a, a note bit? Bit yeah. that
1: follows Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, although National Velvet is generally considered pretty PG at the time, it came up against a bit of a kickback from the code. The Hayes Code governed the major film studios for decades, requiring that their pictures be "quote wholesome" and "quote moral" and encourage what the studios called "quote correct thinking." That's quite mm-hmm. quite-, quite big brother, isn't it? Well, for you know, with the whole Red Scare and stuff, quite communist.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. Like correct
1: thinking. Yeah, uh, National Velvet bumped up against the censors' office due to Liz's changing body. Please omit the action of Velvet taping her chest and the line "I am flat as a boy." The code office ordered, mm. and the movie Julie did. Similarly, they dictated that Elizabeth could not be shown in a locker room with semi-nude jockeys if the scene is to be retained at all. The memo continued: all concerned will have to be fully clothed. In the final cut, a few jockeys do, however, change their shirts.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well done, jockeys. Yeah. Getting one under the radar as usual.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, they're very short. Quite so literally, literally the go on the road. just walk under it. Yeah, I think this is what is in. Because, like, literally every biography of her, every tribute to her starts with the most beautiful woman that ever lived, or, mm. you know, some something about yeah, where
2: Elizabeth she looked. Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> the, the beauty, the violet the eyes. Icon. Yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful woman in the world. The purple eye. Yeah.
0: And you kind of go, like, yes, of course she was. Yeah. But, like, we're trying to have a conversation about her work and what yeah, she represents. Yeah. And it's I thought it was really interesting that, like, her first big break. Her body was still mm. the subject of controversy. Yeah.
2: Um, That's so interesting. Because also, I was thinking about all the movies as well, like a lot of her endings in it are of her as the sort of more. more Morally like bankrupt character, the sort of brown-haired temptress. Yes. To the blonde. Um, there's always like a blonde woman who's usually played by Eva Marie Saint. I think her name is. Yeah. Check my notes. But it's insane. She's always this sort of temptress character, who yeah, who at the end dies because she's like morally bankrupt. And yes. Obviously, the yeah. seductress has to die. Yeah. Um. And so it's interesting. Yeah, that starts literally when she's what 12 in National Velvet. Yeah. She has to be on the right side of her sexuality. Um, not exposed to too many topless jockeys or whatever. Yeah. And then I don't know whether you're going to talk about like Butterfield A, mm. which I found so upsetting as an ending because um, you think she has a chance to be free at the end. Yeah. And then she, spoiler, um, dies. <laughs> yeah. And it's so sad. And also, and I read about that, that um, they were like, we had to kill, her. you have to kill her off because she yeah. was a prostitute. And like, yeah. um morally those women aren't really allowed to survive yeah it's <laughs> in horrific in this era and and watching it now you think um you're you're like oh maybe that's a comment on the fact that like her she was fated and like she wasn't able to exist because her life was unhappy but actually it was just because you're not allowed to let a fallen woman yeah <laughs> live absolutely at the end of a movie in hollywood at it's, that time. she hated that film and
0: she didn't want to do it it, it was it's post eddie fisher mm. so because the public thought she was this harlot who destroyed the marriage of debbie reynolds yeah. which we'll get to dear listener yeah, don't worry so, um but yeah the, the the studio were also like actually we can make some money out of her being a harlot let's make her play a sex worker mm. And that's why she was always a bit like, oh, I won my fucking Oscar for the film I hated. Yeah, yeah. Um, which sort of, yeah, set her up as this kind of like, they found a way to exploit even that. So it's mm. kind of fascinating and horrific.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they'd read into every line, wouldn't they? Like, that's about the Eddie Fisher Yes, I mean? yeah. And he's he in was the film. In it. Yeah. So yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> he's yeah. like, in it. Yeah. He's just literally saying he's it just, to him. He's <laughs> just
2: there. <laughs> like, Choosing between like the pure blonde woman who he's going to marry, yeah. and like a sexy, an awful Elizabeth. Elizabeth Taylor comes in. <laughs> in her mink. <laughs> Carrie Fish is in the background.
0: Yeah. Like. yeah. Right, but back to National Velvet. Um, Sarah had been very present on the set, which is thematically in keeping with the film. And Sarah. And Sarah, as Velvet's desperate to please her mother as well. And this was like, Liz is now a major star and a major studio property. During the course of preparing for National Velvet, the studio had put braces on her, they'd removed two of her baby teeth. They dyed her hair and they'd even suggested she use the stage name Virginia, <gasps> but the tailors refused. Liz later described the studio as a big extended factory, which controlled all aspects of her life. Days were spent attending school and filming in the studio lot, evenings in dancing and singing classes and in practicing the following day's scenes. Just like we were saying, like she's completely wrapped up in this life. There's no, mm. there's no normality. It's not normal childhood. National Velvet was a major hit and Liz received great notices. So to capitalize on this, the studio published a book of her writings about her pet chipmunk, Nibbles and Me, 1946. (laughs) And she had paper dolls and coloring books made after her. Um, Yeah, so like that kind of Okay, so we've, we've, we've decided that we, we can police her body to a certain extent. Um, she's a beautiful, but she's also still a child, remember everybody? Uh, look at these colouring books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> look at Nibbles.
0: <laughs> look at Nibbles. It's so cute, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but look how beautiful she is, but also Nibbles.
2: <laughs> oh, and her baby teeth are pulled out. I know. Yeah, isn't that horrible. fucked up? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I guess it's the same thing of the, the publicity machine having to show her as like the ideal child yeah. who doesn't know anything of the world. And is surrounded by cute little fluffy animals. Who she always, she always seems to like animals. She loves she? animals, yeah. Um, yeah. So promoting to the world this perfect young girl. Exactly. Nibbles is quite a good metaphor for that as well. Because there were obviously several nibbles
0: because like <laughs> <laughs> they don't live very long. Yeah. <laughs> like, give yeah. a new nib- nibbles to set, please. But there really. was only one
1: lassie. Yeah. That's bullshit. I know, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> So Liz then spent the remainder of her adolescence being marketed as a real teenager, set up on very public dates. Uh, MGM repeatedly cast her in her late teen films as a boy magnet, and and with her 18th birthday on the horizon, she began to be passed around the studio system as a beard or for publicity stunts. The impetus from MGM and her mum, Sarah, was to get her married to signal that she was now an adult star. The studio pitched a variety of lavender marriages, faux marriages when one or other party is homosexual. Uh, For example, a certain diminutive actor who enjoys a tikka masala and Dawson's girlfriend in the 2000s. Who could you mean? Um, Who's very recently landed in a garden, so to speak. Yes. (laughs) I'm not allowed to say that. No, no, yeah. Oh, fair enough.
0: I don't know who you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, okay, fine.
1: It's, it's <laughs> not a euphemism. No. Um, and or marriages to other stars. She was briefly engaged to US Army pilot William Pauley when she was 17, but he wanted her to give up movies and become a homemaker. No, thank you. No, we won't I'm be doing I'm Elizabeth that. Taylor. Yeah. It seems that the first person she actually loved was Montgomery Clift, who she met whilst filming A Place in the Sun.
0: So, Montgomery Clift yeah so beautiful She's
2: gorgeous <laughs> beautiful she man. loved him so much she, she like really begged did. him to marry her I think. literally well, him yeah david
0: brett him david brett <laughs> <laughs> massive um unrequited love and but also just because he i think he was the first person that treated her like
2: an adult mm, and seemed to really look after her in a yeah in a more like you said adult way yeah <laughs> mutually protective way yes. how old was he monty cliff
0: is. Older, but not mm. that much older. I okay, so not- like she's she's eighteen, so he must be. I think he was in his twenties. Okay, all right. oh,
1: that's all right. It wasn't like he was yeah. 40 and she just turned eighteen.
0: No, but he, you know, she she wrote him love letters and stuff, and he he gave them away, and I think was was kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do with the moral responsibility of this young kid that's clearly got a bit of a crush on yeah. me, and I just want to look after her, but I'm massively gay.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, although he did sleep with women, um, probably because. Of how endemically homophobic Hollywood was, he had to, you know, create There's a... so
2: many lavender marriages, aren't there? So or, many, like, just to keep them. Um, they just call it yeah. Scientology
1: now, don't they? Yeah. They
2: just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's I wonder why he turned her down. I uh,
2: yeah. I guess he... Did he wasn't he married though. Wasn't he? Was, was Morgan Clifford? I don't know. Maybe, probably. I thought he was married and so um and her his wife was often jealous of elizabeth taylor but it was obviously such a platonic relationship but i thought he did have um a fake marriage oh, I don't know. Go, go, we'll, we'll figure it Google we'll that. fact check it <laughs> um
0: yeah i like so of the gay men in her life uh rodney mcdowell montgomery clift then james dean briefly and um rock hudson like she's just—it is it, these incredibly strong relationships that she has with these sort of like big brother type mm. figures, and it's—it's it's so sweet that those are the those are the relationships that sustain her through her life because everyone's got talks about her being married loads of times. Like she was completely emotionally fickle, And mm. she wasn't. She was incredibly so faithful loyal. to those friendships.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's also, like, things, like, relationships that are, like, unseen. Like, all her marriages, that were a lot that were quite, like, abusive as well, mm. were seen and, like, celebrated and part of the spectacle. But her relationships with people like Montgomery Glyph were less, like, the visual ones or the public yeah. ones. But, yeah, the most authentic. Yeah. So that's why that separation of self, I think, happens. Like, you have the public spectacle where she has to sort of play up to the cameras, like, throughout her whole life to promote movies. Yeah. And then you have the private, loyal... um, like you said, like real yeah. friendships that you're not allowed to make real because they're not like love or sex exactly. relationships. And the studio is probably going, okay,
0: you're playing lovers in A Place in the Sun so let's let's lean on this for yeah, a bit and yeah. make people they think that you are that. together. And it's like, oh God. And then an 18-year-old girl who's essentially grown up like some sort of russian aristocrat yeah. <laughs> would understandably get a bit confused yeah, be like, i think course. i'm in love with montgomery cliff now that's <laughs>
2: so true how much would her like lens of love be about like i'm meant to love this person and he looks like who i meant to love so yeah I, do love him. I think her love for montgomery cliff was probably the realest one yeah <laughs> Having read the David Brett book, yeah, because <laughs> that's what and her yeah, and seen the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we've got a bellend
0: about to enter. We've got uh, 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 Conrad nicky Hilton Jr.
2: Uh, oh, oh my god, he doesn't even justify.
0: Disgusting. Horrible man. <laughs> Ugh. So he was heir to the Hilton fortune. He was 24. Liz was 18. Elizabeth was keen to get away from her domineering mother and she was also obviously reeling from the unrequited crush on Monty Clift. MGM and Sarah Taylor wanted to consolidate her as an adult movie star, not an adult movie, just as an adult in films. <laughs> um, she had multiple offers, uh, some from the same man, notably Howard Hughes, the film tycoon, who repeatedly proposed to Elizabeth throughout her teens.
1: Did a lot of things repeatedly though, didn't he? Mmm. Oh, she so did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm. <laughs> well he offered yeah. the tailors a, a six-figure sum for their daughter which is sheer class isn't it
2: yeah they went to his house didn't they yeah and she, but she even then was like no thanks yeah exactly That's Quite good i like, don't want to marry
0: the creepy old yeah. guy thanks yeah
2: but that how old she then like 18 She's yeah like, no thank you i think he started cracking on when she was like yeah earlier. he had pictures of her up in his house of n- her like in national velvet so gross. yeah <laughs> i was there <laughs> <laughs> It was horrible. Uh, I saw them. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> it's like, yeah, how would it's this like, is that cool? <laughs> no, how would Ew. Yeah. Obviously,
1: not a well man. <laughs>
0: not a well man. Um, but Monty Clift loathed Hilton, and he did everything he could to discourage her. Even Elizabeth had her doubts, as we said. She basically wrote to Monty asking for a lavender marriage to save her from Nicky Hilton. Mm. But she also seems to have had this quite odd attitude towards marriage, slightly puritanical. And she went through with it. Uh, And also, MGM bankrolled the wedding because they wanted to promote her next film, Father of the Bride, directed by Vincente Minnelli, Liza's Papa. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some lovely Hollywood maths that goes on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Liza
1: Taylor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gorgeous Street crossing Yeah
1: uh, The marriage though was a complete disaster Hilton was an abusive alcoholic Routinely unfaithful Racist and anti-semitic But rich as a king Which did for our old friend Sarah Taylor
2: Sarah Sarah Sarah, <laughs> Sarah.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth reported that on their honeymoon He punched her so hard in the stomach That she miscarried I remember reading
2: that That's It's horrible. horrific isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Fucking hell Horrific Yeah so, married for just five months, Elizabeth was on the brink of one of the many nervous breakdowns she would experience throughout her life when she flew to be with Monty in New York, where he was embarking on his own, in his own words, on an epic fucker fun. Not on his own. Not on his own. Famously, <laughs> um, she when she turned up there, she'd lost a stone and was smoking two packets of cigs a day. Monty was like, "Okay, we need to get rid of Hilton. We'll be having a divorce."
1: who didn't bother to personally turn up to the divorce hearing but sent his lawyer to ask if the marriage could be annulled so that he could marry in church again. And she refused. Yes. Hilton would go on to marry Zaza Gabor and was also a total cunt to her as well. Yeah. And when he died in 1979, Elizabeth gave no statement and sent no flowers.
0: Yes. Sir yes. Priest, Indeed. So, Elizabeth, eight months after marrying the irredeemable Hilton, finds herself at 18, post-divorce, hanging out with Monty and Roddy McDowell in leather bars in New York. Absolutely, yes. Really, iconic. Was that when
2: they were in, like, the Fuck You crew or yeah. something? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. They just went about being really rude to people and, like, throwing shit around
1: They called themselves the Fuck You yeah, crew. Yeah, which
2: sounds really modern. Yeah. <laughs> like, teenage, like, TikTok fans or We're called the Fuck You crew. Yeah.
0: Do you remember that, that happy slapping? Do you remember that from back in the day? <laughs>
1: People would take their phone and they'd Like go and slap someone, punch someone
0: know. and the videos yeah. became thick. I don't know why I made me think of that. Um, I don't
1: know either.
0: The yeah. fuck you crew. The fuck you crew. Well, she's obviously like acting out, isn't she? Apparently mm. she had the mouth of a sailor as well, yeah, which I love.
2: saying that, doesn't it? She loved a curse. She was really foul-mouthed. Yeah. She's so, it's always like, she got to go out with Roddy McDowell and Montgomery Cliff to the clubs and tr- go like cruise rough trade and be foul-mouthed. <laughs>
1: As if they're all the same thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Always, it always has to happen, like, in a club. Yeah. <laughs> Which you could <can> be foul-mouthed. <laughs> 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 and going in these clubs. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Whilst cruising rough train. For Montgomery Cliff and Roddy Riddell. I absolutely love it. Actually, there's a really funny bit where it's, like, um, they, like, trashed a hotel room or something horrible and then Elizabeth Taylor felt bad so then, like, paid for it and, Aww. like, paid all the cleaning stuff and, like, were nice to clean the stuff after they trashed it. <laughs> it's like, that's so... That's, I'm like, that's so her. That's so her. <laughs> yeah. Like, trash something and then be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> pay
0: for it. I sort think that of, was her, though, yeah. wasn't it? She's was like, she, that was her diva That's her other mode. self. Yeah. Diva
2: self. And then authentic self perhaps being like oh that's that's bad that yeah i did
0: that oh i live amazing <laughs> She's so, <brilliant>. Sorry. <laughs> so that's where we're gonna leave elizabeth taylor for part one thank you so much my gorgeous isabel
2: loving it, this, loving
0: it. we're gonna do plugs
1: and
2: hugs now so what have you got to plug whoa um <laughs> Where can people find you? Well, I'm on Isabel underscore Rog on Instagram.
1: Is that Rog with a dg or roge No, with...
2: R O G E. It's like roge but not in a pretentious way just because they didn't have Rogers. Um, <laughs> and I've got some gigs coming up at the end of September, so I guess yes. just look on there. For yeah. Them. On 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 Instagram, that'd be Instagram, the way to On Instagram Or Twitter, Isabel underscore Rog. Oh. Rog, R O G E
0: yeah incredible it's oh it's been so fun. much fun it's so fun I, thank you so much for having done so much research it's so lovely yeah, it's like, I, we had a little pleasure
2: <laughs> I feel like a massive nerd but I've learned so much about our, our girl pal and, and myself <laughs> <laughs> it has been a voyage of self-scarf hasn't it, it? Has
0: incredible we hope you enjoyed this episode of Big Diva Energy if you did you'd like to reach out and tell us your own BDE stories even your own Liz Taylor related stories you can do that you can find us on the following channels twitter
1: at diva energy facebook at big diva energy pod
0: at instagram
1: at big diva energy
0: tiktok
1: at big diva energy email at big diva email big diva energy pod at gmail.com
0: patreon
1: uh, you can find a Patreon in the show notes to this episode Please do consider subscribing And uh, you will get some extra bonus content And early episodes And potentially some merchandise Well done This podcast is a Dark Mutters production If you thought we captured you with our violet eyes And double layer of eyelashes Then please don't forget to like and subscribe Alternatively you thought, if you thought we were undeserving Of a credit for our role as an orphan with TB Get, get in the, the sea. sea Bye, Bye. By the way, that um, film is called Swim Fan. Okay. And it had. Oh, sure. Uh, what's her name in really? it? Um, Julia.
0: Julia
1: Jones.
2: No. Oh, Julia Styles.
1: Yes. Oh. oh, no, it's a girl that just looks like Julia Say Stiles. Save the last dance. Erica Christensen. Uh,
2: that's not a Julia name at all.
1: <laughs> that's definitely her, right? That's Julia Styles. No. I can't uh, okay, see her. Okay, fair enough. No, don't worry. It's not her. Anyway, it's called Swim Fan. It really looks like her. A high school senior with a promising swimming career has a one night stand with consequences. Oh my
2: god, my (laughs) life? Absolutely not. Not in high school, for sure.
0: (laughs) Punished (laughs) for sexuality.
1: A high school senior with a promising swimming career spends every moment of their life swimming
2: (laughs) (laughs) for 90 minutes. And reading Elizabeth Taylor books (laughs) (laughs) in advance of this podcast.